So the tune we sing this to is Amazing Grace. I figure what a friend and Amazing Grace pretty much all of us have the tune. Oh, greatly blessed is the man who walketh not astray in counsel of ungodly men, nor stand in sin. his delight upon God's law and meditates on his law day and night. That's who we want to be, isn't it? Absolutely. We need it. We need him. And he has designed access to himself for us through his word. It's it's uh it's manna from heaven. It's life. It provides life. He was just trying to test me to see if I remember what he preached last week. <laughs> Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. 
For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do I allow not, for what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and, and, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. So we are back in Romans 8 this morning. I had Brother Gene read Paul chapter 7 uh, so that we see uh, what the Apostle is speaking of here, what he's teaching, what he's revealing uh, to those uh, the Romans that he's writing to. And we go back and see that he's writing to us too. He's writing to those who believe in Jesus Christ. All right. In verse 14 of chapter 7, we read, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal under sin. Now this is going to be the uh, second lesson on the law of the spirit of life. Now there is a contrary law, and uh, we looked at that last week. We'll go over just a little bit of uh, what we went over last week. In verse 14 he says, For we know that the law is spiritual. And we mentioned how does he know that? How do we know that the Bible is real? How do we know that it's spiritual? How do we know that it is our guideline to life, our guideline to following Jesus Christ in our lives? How do we know? And we pointed out that it has been revealed unto us. Revealed unto us by power. And that power is of the Holy Spirit of God. You know that He hung on the cross for you. You know that He walked a straight line and kept God's law for 33 and a half years for you. How do you know that? Because it's been revealed to you as it was revealed to Paul. 
as it was revealed to Abraham. In Hebrews chapter 11, it's explained in quite detail that Abraham lived by faith. And that faith was in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. All right. The law of the Spirit of life. Chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Obviously, when the Apostle talks about walking, He's talking about our daily lives and how we conduct ourselves through our daily lives. So, what is our baseline? What is the foundation that we live upon? You have to have a foundation. Uh, your life will sink if your foundation is not built upon something solid. And that something solid is the rock of ages. It is Jesus Christ himself and the doctrines of his book. All right. For the law, verse 2, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So, the law of the Spirit of life, what, what is that? Well, it's the gospel of the Spirit of God. Which is the gospel, or the good news about and of Jesus Christ. That as the Son of God, He came and was born a little, tiny, vulnerable infant. He humbled Himself to come here for you and me. The Spirit of God is the author of the Gospel. The law of the Spirit of life. We looked at the law of sin and death. Let's do that for just a second. Where did that come from? Where did the law of sin and death originate? Uh, sin equals death. We know that death is a separation. That's all it is. You're living forever. Your soul is eternal. What happened in the Garden of Eden? God laid down a law. And Adam broke it. That's where the law of sin and death originated. When God's holy, righteous, and perfect law was broken purposely by Adam. God's promise came true. What was that promise? In the day that you eat thereof, and he's talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that lived in the midst of the garden. And they died. Oh, but here we are, so if they died, where did we come from? Well, see, they were separated from God. Death is just a separation. That's where the law or the principle, and I want us to notice that a law is also a principle 
to go by. All right, as we live our lives, we can live our lives uh, by the principle of sin and death. Or we can live our lives by the law of the Spirit of life. We are enabled, if you will, to live by the law of the Spirit of life because we know, like Paul, we know about it. For we know that the law is spiritual. And when he shows us that, he also shows us the next part of his statement in verse 14 in chapter 7, but I'm carnal. He shows me myself, you see. And I realize my predicament, my situation in life. I'm lost and undone with no hope. But praise God, He sent His Son. And He gave His life for me on the cross of Calvary. Alright, by the Gospel... The Spirit of God is conveyed into the heart of the believer. We know what a conveyor is. I talked about that last week. It moves something from one place to another. That's what the Spirit of God does. When He saves us, He enters us. And He lives within us. The law of the Spirit of life is the means of God quickening this lost and dead sinner that's carnal and sold under sin. Alright? There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Alright. That's basically where our lesson is. All right, that's what we're teaching. The difference between the Spirit and the flesh. The difference between the law of the Spirit of life and the law of sin and death. Again, I want us to see these as principles to live by. It's a fact that sin equals death, separation from God, even in you and me. When we sin, the Spirit of God reveals it to us and we condemn ourselves. We feel terrible that we sinned against Him because it causes a separation. And then when we pray, we don't feel as close to God as we did previously. You see, that's a lesson learned. That's what this life is full of. It's full of lessons to learn. All right. Let's take a look in the book of John. John chapter 6. This is a long one. We're going to be in verse 63. Living by the law of the Spirit of life, we partake of Jesus Christ through His Word. Whatever we need, 
this is where we come. Whatever we're feeling, this is what we turn to. It's His Word. God's Word, once again, is alive. It is living. It is spiritual. John chapter 6 and verse 63 says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth. That word means give life or make alive. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are Spirit and they are what? Life. The Word of God, it's life to those whom Jesus has been revealed to. Who live for Him. Who seek Him. Who have an affinity for Him. Affinity for Him. Who have a desire for Him. Their life. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I want us to notice this morning the principle of living for Jesus Christ. He said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. God's laws, when we act upon them and live by them, they produce life. It's living. Again, the manna from heaven. We'll see that in a minute. When they questioned him. Alright, about it. And he proclaimed himself, Jesus Christ proclaimed himself as the manna from heaven. Alright. When we look into God's law, and live by them. Keep God's law. Live in the way that He is directed. It produces strength in the Spirit within us. We're stronger because it produces life. But when we ignore God's Word, it, whether through ignorance or rebellion, and God's people are a rebellious bunch, aren't they? When that happens, it produces separation. Produces separation or death. The law of the Spirit is life. When we believe and follow God's laws or principles for life, We are made free from that other opposite law. Do you see yourself, uh, or did you see yourself before the Lord saved you as a prisoner to sin? You were in bonds. I was in bonds. But I've been set free. And I know it now because God's revealed it to me. I want to live by His Word. Why? Because it sets me free from bondage of my old life. It sets me free from this law of sin and death. We haven't talked too much about that. But the principles of living 
far or in the way of the world produces separation from God, doesn't it? If you're trying to live for Christ, you know this because you live it. When we obey sin and unbelief, separation follows. It's just a fact of life. But every promise of God that we believe and trust in and act upon produces life and deliverance from that bondage that we found ourselves in. It's a principle of life. He's right. God's word is correct for you and for me. It's perfect for us. Oh, the designer knew what he was doing, didn't he? Praise God, the Holy Spirit. And as we believe the word of God and depend on it, faith manifests itself in us. And the faith that's in us strengthens us, makes us stronger, that we can stand on that rock of our salvation. We can stand on His truths and not change or water them down to please natural man. We're able to do this. And this is the commission of this church, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. And that is our intent. We praise God that He's entrusted this to us. And then let's look at the daily application of God's Word. We realize it's manna from heaven. We realize it's spiritual food. You remember uh, in Exodus when God rained down the uh, the manna, it was like what they called hoarfrost at the time, that he gave them directions to go out in the morning and pick it up and told them how to prepare it. And it provided what they needed for their bodies. Yes, there were quails in the evening, but the manna, they were instructed to pick it up and prepare it. Jesus Christ is manna from heaven. He is the Word, you see. We have to pick it up, don't we? We're instructed to pick it up, aren't we? God has told us to pick it up and to meditate on it, and it provides everything that we need. What a God who knows everything you need. We need healing. Then read verses over and over that are about healing. Until you believe in God's healing more than you believe in Satan's method of sickness or weakness. And that's what Satan does. He uses sin to weaken God's children, doesn't he? He does. That's what he does. That's his thing. Need strength this morning? I think we all do. One more thing I was going to say about healing. 
this just kind of came, kind of tickled me when I thought about it. But if you'll excuse my red redneckedness a little bit, when I was a kid, if you got sick, you went to the doctor. Why'd you go to the doctor? Cause you needed doctrine. Doctrine. Whatever you need this morning, you need doctrine, don't you? The doctor gave us a book. Doctrine is just the good news of Jesus Christ from beginning to end. Again, you need strength this morning. Read verses on strength over and over until you are convinced of God's principle of strength, God's law of strength. And by exercising this principle, you will automatically be strengthened. You see, it's a principle of life, this law. It works. It works. All of us here have suffered recently from the loss of a loved one. All of us. And it's fresh and it's raw and it hurts. But when we go to God's Word, He comforts us. First Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter four. Verse eleven. Of course this is Paul expressing his love for the Thessalonians, the church at Thessalonica. He says and that you study to be quiet. There's God's word in our mind. And in our heart and in our life. That you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Right before Timothy. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, 1 Thessalonians 4.13, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. All you believe in Jesus Christ this morning, you have a hope that is a solid promise from he who cannot lie. He comforts the heart knowing that he is in control. Lives belong to him. Your life belongs to him. My life belongs to him. He has provided all that we need to go through everything that he allows us to be put through. And that's a fact. 
You see, we're, I believe, on OJT, on the job training. God is training us for this next life. How many thousand years has He been preparing a place for us? How wonderful must it be with only life and no death. With only the presence of God and no separation from Him. The Bible tells us we won't even need the sun. Why? Because the light of Jesus Christ will lighten our way. Oh, what a future we have in Him. The law of the Spirit of life. Truly, as we live it, it continually sets us free from the law of sin and separation. What a God's provided all that we need.